how innovations can lift nations out of poverty that's the book prosperity paradox by clayton christensen efosa ojomo and karen dillon it's a it's an interesting read i i read this book in 2020 yes last year as part of the pandemic when i was spending time reading reading something checking out what's happening around the world because you know last year one thing that we all came across is that the world is not going to be the same nations people companies we're all going to look at things very differently innovation we were all innovating right in the way we look at what is normal and uh, try to do things in a very innovative way so I, when i saw this book prosperity paradox i thought that that's an interesting book that i want to get my hands on and read um so clayton christensen he is is no more i think he he passed away in january of last year so he's an american academic and business consultant who's developed the theory of disruptive innovation and it's it's one of the most influential business idea of early 21st century he's written a lot of books innovators dilemma is one of the book so well, let's talk about prosperity paradox today day 7 of my 30 day podcasting challenge welcome to pen positive this is vinod narayan and you're listening to yes pen positive podcast so if you're listening to it whichever platform subscribe listen to it be with me follow and uh, listen to the podcast on a daily basis for the next few more days but if you're not listening to it on any particular platform i would recommend that you can download spotify apple podcast or google podcast and uh, you can listen it in that and not just this podcast but make it a habit to listen to podcast because that will definitely help you i am bringing books and ideas that i read mostly in my podcast but there are other podcasts where where you can get a lot more information than what you get here but anyway my intention over here is to one is to ensure that i can very naturally in raw form record and publish something as a podcast and also promote podcast to a lot of my audience who have been watching my videos for quite some time so i want people to move from or transform from being viewers to learning listeners so that's what my intention is if you want to be part of our learning community head on to penpositive.com and we can we can talk there as well now there are three types of innovation that uh, that the authors mention in the book the sustaining innovation efficiency innovation and market creating innovation so the sustaining innovation is for any time when you are in business say if you if you are a company for you to remain in business you need to have sustaining innovation right because because there are a lot of market uh, market uh, forces that that are at play and your industry or your company is not immune to those forces 
knowing what is happening in the market seeing trends and even maybe trying to see how is it that you can come up with an idea that will displace you out of business because if you can come up with an idea like that it's not uh, very long before someone else might be able to come up with that idea so that will help you transform uh, along with sustaining what you're doing currently and then transforming yourself to be more more uh more immune not really immune but more more ready for any change that might happen on the on the market side now that's sustaining innovation so you need to be innovating yourself in order to sustain yourself as a business as an organization the second type of innovation is efficiency innovation so you're doing something you're producing a product or you're producing a service you have to do innovation on improving your efficiency you should be able to provide more value you should be able to produce better service better products and at the same time at a lower cost and it'll be like it'll be more like improving your efficiency sometimes yes efficiency innovations the idea is not to increase the number of people employed within the organization because when you when you automate obviously there are some jobs that will become redundant but will no more exist one of the things that you we all understand about 2020 is when business has realized that we could do everything online there are certain jobs which required to be in person they might not so some of the jobs that are lost as part of this pandemic would never probably come back because you know that you're going to be efficient even without that so efficiency innovation the the core goal is not to not to increase employment it is to increase efficiency but the innovations that you would increase efficiency might open up more job opportunities and that's a different thing and now the third thing is what is interesting the type of innovation is market creating innovation now market creating innovation they create markets they create new opportunities they create new business models new businesses new employment and that is what would change the shape of change the future of nations future of societies market creating innovations now iphone and the app store was a market creating innovation because before that we didn't have this concept right of apps we always made software or applications for the desktop that's the only thing that's the only tool we had and the moment you had iphone and then obviously android and the android marketplace the whole marketplace was generated there were businesses that are just mobile right how many business models have developed after that which are purely which don't which are now when the internet came obviously brick and mortar businesses moved towards new businesses new business models which did not need an office a physical office now the largest bookstore amazon now they are having physical operations and i was reading somewhere that amazon shops where you can go inside pick up what you want to get out of the just like you're stealing something right but you recognize when you get inside the shop 
you're recognized when you go outside the shop they it also knows automatically what are the books or what are the products that you've taken which means it will automatically bill you so you don't have a cash register and i read that uh, uh, yesterday in in a book called uh, the lonely lonely century that i'll talk to you uh, once i finish reading and uh, and and the argument over there was quite, was quite different because uh, uh, noreen who's the author uh, noreen hurts i think so noreen uh, what she mentions is when you don't have cashiers when you don't have to stand in line that actually makes us lonely yes it is convenient it is uh, it is a great innovation it is dramatic how things change but then it might make us lonely but that's a that's a whole different topic i'll talk about when i when i talk about that book but but yes market creating innovations the the model t of ford that's a market creating innovation because that the whole automobile industry it said in uh, in i think uh, in the 19th century end of 19th century that's i think towards that time there was a there was a major discussion happening in london so at that time they had about 50000 horses that came into london city every day they had these buses that was pulled by about 12 13 uh, 12 or 14 uh, horses so the discussion was by 1940 1950 there might be so much uh, horse dung that or horse shit and london would be and you should find some innovative way of getting rid of that or london will be covered with horse shit but what people did not realize is that in 1940 1950 you wouldn't be having horses taking you from point a to point b you would have automobiles so so that whole whole industry you know infrastructure the different car manufacturers that came in and all the industries and supporting activities and businesses and employment that came with model t so that's market creating innovation those are those are interesting uh, quotes that uh, that they have the authors have in the book in the struggle lies the opportunity the real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes but having new set of eyes sometimes the you can discover by having new sets of eyes because some of these things exist there it's for us to see only we start thinking i always talk about opportunities you know if you really want to do something in life and you always think about it and you always go searching for it then a conversation a chance meeting everything would kind of open up a lot of opportunities for us so if you have not been thinking about something if you have not put your effort into looking what you want ahead of you then when opportunity comes when you have meet someone when you overhear a conversation none of these things would seem relevant to you opportunities become relevant to us only if we have been thinking about those opportunities or in one form or the other and that's why it's important for us to keep thinking what do we want to do maybe we are not doing it right now but how is it i'm going to solve this problem how can i innovate this particular product 
or this particular service how is it that i can add more value into what i'm providing right now i think those are the those are the those are the important things that we need to probably think about in an opportunity and then another beauty about opportunity that uh, that the authors mention in the book is about the consumption economy and the non consumption economy we always having trends and we always having markets defined with a consumption economy because you know the consumers you are trying to say okay this is the total number of people who are using this particular product or who will potentially use this product down the line and that's your consumers but there's a huge population who are non consumers right now and they might be non consumers for a variety of reasons maybe maybe they they not they don't have the uh, financial backing or they don't have the money to buy the service or product or it also could be that they they there's no way that they can access these and and unless we unless we don't con- unless we consider the non consumption economy unless we talk about the non consumers or discuss about them there's no way that we can see them because we cannot see what you're not looking for you're always looking for consumers but next to the consumers there are a lot of people who are non consumers now but if you provide the right infrastructure if you provide the right incentives and probably ensure that there is a accessibility for a larger population then all these non consumers would become consumers and the authors take us through the stories of micro insurer in the insuring insurance space tolaram celtel the telecommunication and the tolaram i think is the is a noodles company and accessibility is very important when i started doing the courses and uh, being in us and i'm creating the courses from here and using platforms that are built over here we don't use the upi payment over here and it's mostly stripe and i found there was a there was a big gap in how people in kerala or india i i make um in english and malayalam i make uh, content and uh, courses but the people i figured out some of the people who wanted to do my courses one they did not have a credit card so they couldn't buy using stripe there were people who were saying that uh, give me your account number i could put money there then once they have a card many of the people did not have credit card they had a debit card and some of the debit cards they couldn't buy, make purchases or international purchases so i figured that i make the courses for a for a large population of people but if they don't have a they, they cannot access the courses using or buying it then this the, that business business model gets impacted so the only way i had to do is that i had to ensure that this would be available in a different platform that can take up uh, upa payments and the payment models in india and this was just for me from an indian perspective so accessibility is a huge factor and while i was creating this courses that's that's a time when i was reading this book as well and i realized how important accessibility is if you want to run a business and 
as you read the book you understand this concept of push versus pull you can you can push funds into a country and that funds would obviously help create institutions or infrastructure and you could build on that right that's a push the way you can push funds and ensure innovation happens but if you have market creating innovations that develop then you can pull resources into the country for example deepak singhal who is the ceo of tolaram he said that i run a food company but i know more about electricity generation than food because for him to run a food company tolaram it was important for him to have electricity he had to make all the arrangements for for electricity to be available infrastructure transportation he had to build all those things and and when tolaram as a company builds all these informations to ensure that their company is able to do business that infrastructure in turn benefits the nation or the society so that's where innovations try to pull resources into the into the economy and 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 uh, they talk in length length about how tolaram has uh, has impacted the nigerian economy it takes us through america's innovation story with uh, singer ford eastman and uh, the the sewing machine singer sewing machine model t kodak and everything banking he takes us through the banking industry where i think ba- the birth of bank of america where they decided to lend to credit worth working class folks who wouldn't get credit from large banks and these are these are market creating innovations which are business models which are new business models that open up not i mean i mean yes if you create a market market creating we develop a market creating innovation you're obviously going to have competition also direct to consumer the business model now once people figured out that the direct to consumer business model will work you will have the same business model happening in various industries there's a there's a podcast i've done on the billion dollar brand club which is purely on on uh, on market creating or or direct to consumer business where dollar shave club uh, tufts and needle and all the different ways in which direct to consumer business has impacted industries and wabi parker and all those all those different models you know different companies which have used the direct to consumer model in eyewear and mattress industry luggages and all those all those areas so so i think i think this is a, this is a very fascinating story that entrepreneurs business students or students in general and people should be talking about because once we talk about these stories the interesting phenomenon that happens is when a story is told if you have 100 listeners all these 100 people are not going to comprehend understand listen and consume that story in the same manner 
they all take the story into what their personal experiences and their way of thinking is and from that you can probably have 100 different types of thinking even the storyteller wouldn't have seen that levels and that different perspectives and aspects of that story with the listeners would and one one thing why i why i read the book and why i do this detailed podcast is because if you're listening you might get something that's totally different from what i understand and uh, that could probably make this a better world for all of us so i would i really recommend you reading the book prosperity paradox but one of the uh, as i was reading the reviews of the book on goodreads and other places uh, an interesting um, point that someone uh, someone talked and and they were they were they were criticizing the book not the book as such but they were criticizing this whole concept that uh, see while market creating innovations and businesses are needed we also need social enterprises and public undertakings so that always it's not it's not just profit and profit and profit that drives what society really wants and i think that it's always going to be a balance on that you cannot just say that uh, all i mean governments should be completely not there and government and business has nothing to do with each other there are regulations there are if if profit is the only motive behind doing anything in this world obviously there's going to be that's not the right way because there are there are a lot of things in this world beyond profit so there should be a balance and i think i think rather than being on two sides and arguing what is good i think there are common grounds that you can find where where we can bridges that we can really bridges underneath which a lot of good water can flow and people can stand on top of it and and watch the beauty so that was the book prosperity paradox and be content be pen positive i'll see you all tomorrow with another episode of the pen positive podcast thank you